playing and the rhythm's gently swaying underneath the stars in a million bars guitars are softly saying Mexico yeah, it's off to uh, Campeche in uh, Mexico, uh, where uh, our good friend uh, John Bonfilio is. Uh, John, a very good evening to you. Good evening, Martin. And thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. Well, it's um, it's not an unusual situation to find uh, a certain amount of political chaos in uh, Haiti, but this is a bizarre story. Uh, the Prime Minister is uh, implicated in the killing of the President, the assassination of the President, which we heard about a few weeks ago. Um, and there is, uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, uh, political chaos there. Tell me, you know, what, who's making the accusation and, uh, and where it's all come from? Even by Haitian standards, this is fairly nuts. It's basically the equivalent, I mean, if you can imagine, in a UK context of the Queen having been assassinated by I don't know, Greek, Italian, uh, Austrian mercenaries, and then those mercenaries being linked to Boris Johnson. I hasten to add, this is a parallel situation that I'm yes. describing. Thank you. Not, not an actual situation, just to clarify. Uh, uh, yeah, and then, and then the chief prosecutor calling for Boris Johnson's uh, arrest. Uh, Boris Johnson then sacking the chief prosecutor, and the chief pro- prosecutor not allowed to leave the country until he responds to questions uh, appertaining to the Queen's assassination. That's basically, in a nutshell, you know, I, I give you the parallel context because there is no bigger drama that you could possibly have in any country um, based around, uh, you know, the, the second most important elected official being incriminated in the assassination assassination of the of the of the most important um, elected official. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where we're at. If that wasn't bad enough on Tuesday. The head of the Senate, thinking that eyes were elsewhere, so the head of Parliament, if you like. This example doesn't transpose to Parliament in the UK particularly. But he then decided that he could steal a march on everybody being uh, uh, having their eyes, their gaze elsewhere. And he tried to have his party swear him in as the president on Tuesday, uh, which basically was something of a coup because he's not constitutionally allowed to, to do that, which led to riots outside of the Haitian Parliament as well. Meanwhile... Haitians, you know, your average Haitian on the street is still uh, trying to work their way through from the major earthquake that took place about mm-hmm. a month ago. Hurricanes and floods and destruction, h- hunger, which is par for the course there. And currently really high levels of violence uh, uh, based around gangs, which, who, which have been emboldened by this kind of power vacuum. So even by Haitian standards, uh, you know, it, Haiti is not living its best couple of months. Wow. I mean, how is this going to, uh, is it, can you say how this might end, how it'll get played out in the end? Well, historically, the answer to that is badly. Um, yeah, look, look, who knows quite how it, quite how it works out. Um, Ariel Henry, the prime minister who's been incriminated by this, also, uh, it's largely perceived that he actually um, undertook a power grab as well because he wasn't prime minister when the assassination took took place. And actually, the reason he's been incriminated is because he uh, is linked to a number of phone calls with one of the prime suspects. The geo-positioning links the prime suspect's phone to either at the uh, the abode, the, uh, the, the address of uh, Jovenel Moise, uh, the president, as he was being assassinated, or immediately outside of his, of his residence. So, I mean, it's definitely not one of those things that's going to go away 
quietly and you've got this massive political storm there, which honestly, you know, the average Haitian on the street doesn't really care too much about because it's been the same story as, as forever. But presumably it's going to run and run and nothing is probably nothing's going to be resolved. And there's just going to be uh, continuing levels of, of anarchy and chaos, which lead to the average Haitian struggling you know, more and more mm-hmm. and, and more than likely, actually leaving flee, fleeing the country currently in mexico you've got this this crazy situation where both in the north of mexico some cartels have kidnapped some haitians that didn't leave last month they left 10 years ago from from haiti escaped to venezuela and worked their way up and also you've got now thousands of migrants on the border uh, between the between mexico and and texas uh, under a bridge in which the vast majority of those um migrants are also venezuelan and, and haitian this is one of those Stories which is terrible and devastating and tragic now in this given moment for Haiti and the citizens of Haiti. But it's going to, as these things always do, continue to play out in years to come regionally in terms of the stories that we hear maybe don't link back to today. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. Uh, now, you mentioned the the earthquake uh, recently in Haiti. You had an earthquake uh, which hit Mexico, and uh, a rare phenomenon uh, happened during the the recent earthquake uh, there. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, look, I thought it was a rare phenomenon until I started looking into it, but apparently, you know, most major earthquakes worldwide actually have this kind of reported uh, show of lights, almost like a northern lights thing or, uh, you know, or lightning, dry mm-hmm. lightning storms that, that takes place. Even in the big San Francisco earthquake of 1906, it's reported. And the same morning of the L'Aquila, the Italian, major Italian earthquake of 2009 as well. But a week ago, this big earthquake, 7.1 on the Richter scale in Acapulco, you've got these videos on social media of, of everything shaking. But at the same time, you've got the sky lighting up to, to quite a remarkable um, scale and it's these lights which are linked to uh, to earthquakes and as I say often appear around them which a lot of scientists although there's uh, actually quite a, a little scientific consensus around this but a lot of scientists seem to uh, link to energy charges released from certain rocks as an earthquake uh, takes place but the the range at which these lights were seen was up to 500 kilometers away I mean you've got the the, the epicenter was in Acapulco which is about 400 kilometers from Mexico City, and you've got these lights being filmed, like huge, massive displays of, you know, of, of lights in the sky over, uh, over the other side of, um, of, of Mexico City. So, you know, really quite remarkable. And, 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 and traditionally, historically, people would have basically linked this, you know, linked it to religious meaning and the mm. apocalypse and we've sinned on earth, um, kind of thing. But increasingly, there are more and more studies being done around what this you know what this actually means it actually also happens around volcanoes interestingly quite a bit as well so often around volcanic eruptions you get a similar thing so it does seem as though potentially i say in a very unscientific context you know it could be something to do with metals and ions in the atmosphere and and that kind of stuff but it definitely added to the terror level for everybody that saw it a week ago here in in central and southwest mexico yeah i bet it did i mean i presume some people thought it you know people who been to see the movie War of the Worlds and everything, I uh, might have thought it was connected with uh, UFOs. Yeah, and, and all, because a lot of the reports have been released recently, and there's, there's definitely there's been a sea change in how um, governments and media talk about UFOs. You, you talk you know, even a couple of years ago, people would have t- told you that you were nuts talking about it, but now there's there's an acceptance of the fact that there is something in the, in the atmosphere. Who knows what it is? But actually, if you listen to the comments 
that people make as, as they are videoing the earthquake standing outside their apartment blocks in Mexico City, you know, terrified and crying with their, their dogs and, and kids and so on. And they look up at the lights and they video of it. A lot of the, the chat, a lot of the, um, the vocab that's used is, is around that. It's, it's, you know, amazement. What is this? Is this the end of the world? Is this UFOs? And that's people, the greatest moment of terror, you know, just expressing what it is that they, they are feeling and seeing. So, I mean, you know, for sure it's not something, it's not rational thought that we're hearing there, but it's, it's definitely something that was being expressed in the moment given what people were seeing. Yeah. And, and finally some good news. I'm delighted to say that, uh, Pele is out of hospital. Well, he's back in as of oh. the last few hours. I was seeing yeah, no, really. it's good news. Yeah, it's good news and it's gone back to bad news. So he was released from uh, from intensive care um, about a day ago and all, all was good. But since he, uh, he's been taken back in, apparently he either has reflux or respiratory problems. So he's actually back in ICU now as of a few hours ago. Everybody, the doctors and his daughter uh, say that there's nothing to they're making a big show about saying that there's nothing to worry about, that he's 80 years old and that these things happen. But actually, yeah, we were hoping to talk about the fact that, yeah. you know, the great um, un- unparalleled Pele was was back out, but actually he's back in intensive care. So, you know, hopefully all will be well. But but the breaking news there is, uh, yeah, he's going nowhere for the moment. Yeah, oh, that's sad. I mean, because the, the surgery was successful, he's had a tumor removed, and that all all works out fine. Um, but as you say, he's gone back into hospital. But let's hope that's just. Uh, um, you know, it, it, it's just like a temporary thing, and uh, he's out again soon. Uh, Fingers crossed. If he starts, if he starts seeing lights in the sky, then uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have to rethink that. Indeed, because um, we all we all love Pele. You know, as you say, unparalleled footballer, and of course, for us of a senior people, senior presents, we love him for his uh, advertising uh, history as well. <laughs> as well. Uh, John, as as always, thank you ever so much. On that note, good night. <laughs> good night. Uh, there he is, John Bonfilio, joining us from Campeche.